You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. path is a course that one takes in life. Therefore, a path is a lifestyle. The path that we decide to take as free moral agents eventually becomes a part of our being. Your lifestyle or who you are is evident when it comes to your thoughts, your words, and your deeds. I can sense what type person you are simply by observing and listening to you for a moment or so. I'll know whether you're on the right path or the wrong path. Biblically, we are warned not to get on the path of the wicked. We're warned not to get on the path of the wicked. Let's consider Proverbs chapter 4. And the 14th verse. Again, we are told through wisdom about a wise man that being Solomon, the author of Proverbs, not to get on the path of the wicked. Notice Proverbs 4 and 14. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of evil. Don't follow the lifestyle of the wicked. Let me just say this before you get in your mind what a wicked person is. Let me just go ahead and define some traits of wicked folk. Wicked folks are talented. Impressive. Wicked folk have a lot of people following them. Wicked folk. Wicked folks are wealthy. 
Wicked folk dress nice, live in nice houses. But the primary thing that we need to understand in reference to a wicked person, no matter whether he or she dresses nice or not, is that a wicked person is known for being deceptive. Let me prove it in scripture. Consider the 11th chapter of Proverbs. Proverbs 11, verse 18, the first clause, Proverbs 11 and 18. The wicked man does deceptive work. The wicked man has the character of the devil. Deceptive will deceive you and leave you hanging. The devil deceived Eve. And after the fact, when God came into the picture and asked what was going on, Eve, after following the devil, turned around and recognized that the devil had duped her and said to God, the serpent, he beguiled me, he tricked me, and I ate what, he, what I had no business eating. Bottom line, wicked folk are smart but deceptive. Wicked folk know how to talk you into doing certain things, but they're deceptive. Wicked folk can cause you to look at something and see it the way they want you to see it. And trick you into doing this, that, and the other. Wicked folk. Quit just thinking wicked folk are folk who don't do nothing but drink. Get high and do dumb stuff. Now that's wicked folk too. But consider again the wicked, according to the text of Proverbs 11 and 18, the wicked are people that do deceptive works. They have plans that they have devised just to mess folk up. And some of us in here, we, we have been duped by wicked folk. Where you at tonight? Come on, put up that hand. Who, who, who duped you? Have you been duped before? Woo, there's a lot of hands in here. I'm teaching my hands. I got this right here. I'm, but yeah, I done been duped too. The wicked works are does a deceptive Work. The wicked deceives. That's what a wicked person does, deceive. Even though the person is impressive, can hold your attention and so forth, when all is said and done, the person is, is out to get over on you. How many understand that? 
Now, back in Proverbs 28 and 19, we have to make sure that we are not following a path that's wicked. And contextually, if you're following frivolity, you're on a path that's wicked. And this is, this is the thing. That path leads to poverty. It leads to poverty. Well, I thought if you don't work, that's how you end up poor. These folks ain't never worked. They're the filthy rich. They never worked. Filthy rich. Don't know what it is to pick up a shelf. But got folk that pick up shovels for them. Filthy rich. Contextually, if we follow a wicked path or a path of frivolity, poverty going to happen. Now, poverty in one sense is when you lack something essential and important. Biblically, when it comes to poverty, is basically that you're not productive. You're not fruitful. But if you get on the right path, poverty will never keep you down if you get on the right path. Poverty happens because of what path you're on, biblically speaking. I better read this verse one more time. Y'all looking at me. Look at this verse. Not a part, especially. But he who, help me, will have you're following it. You're following wickedness. Frivolity is foolishness. Why is foolishness wickedness? Because the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Frivolity is when a person is not being diligent, not serious in mind. Following the wrong path. And it's going to end up leading you to poverty. And some of us should have shouted, hallelujah. Reason being, we were on that path for years. We were familiar with that path. 
We are familiar with a path that will keep you broke. Will keep you depressed. Will keep you wondering. Will keep you living from paycheck to paycheck. I said we, we done been on that path. Some of us still on it. Yeah. It's no shame to, to be on the path temporarily. All of us have probably been on I know I done been on that path. But it, it's a problem when you want to stay on that path. I said it's a problem when you want to stay on a path that leads to poverty. Some of y'all right here, you're acting like it is not a problem. It, it is, y'all don't think it's a problem? Y'all over here and y'all over there, y'all look to the middle section right now. Just, just ask them for me. Y'all, y'all don't think it's a problem? I need to show you something. Uh, go with me to Proverbs 13. Now notice, if you are on the path of frivolity or wickedness, it's going to lead you. Help me. Now you don't even want to say it right. Let's try it one more time. It's going to lead you to what? Are you going to end up in poverty? Consider Proverbs 13 and 18. Poverty and shame will come to him who disdains correction. You ignore correction. Read it with me. First part. Poverty and shame. You ignore it. You hearing what's being taught, but you're not putting it into action. You done been told how to think, talk, and act. But you won't do it. Ain't no need in getting mad at me for prospering. Because I'm following instruction. And you're not. Woo, I, I, I need some help again. Say to somebody, don't, don't get upset at me. Because I'm prospering. And you're not. Because there's a choice. All you have to do. Is follow. That's it. That's it. See God ain't no respect to person. If I think, talk, and do right. He gonna bless me. If you think, talk, and do right, he going to bless you. He no respect a person. See, God don't play no games. He, he, don't play the little, he don't play them little games that folk play. If you be on my side, I'll help you. And if, and if you be on my side, not, God don't play them games. 
He don't, he don't play games like that. No. Joshua asked the uh, angel of the Lord when he showed up, whose side are you on? That's what he asked the captain of Hosea. The captain of Hosea said, hey, I ain't on nobody's side. I'm submissive to God. See, some folks, in their, in their being, is blood is thicker than water. That, that's saying that you're on your family's side no matter what. Yeah, me and my friend, we, we thick as thieves, as old saying go. Well, we know whose side you on. I'm on God's side. I ain't going to hell for nobody. We might well sell something right now. Just go ahead and ask somebody whose side you on. See, correction going to come. Because God loves us. And the Bible says those he loves, he chastens. He rebukes. He's going to tell you what's right. He's going to tell you what's wrong. And, and he don't have no problem with you getting mad, mad about it. But after you go through your little mad spell, do the right thing. Because what God tells you in, in the form of correction may upset you for a minute. Go on, and, go on and get your little man spell out. Do what the Bible say. Be angry what? Be just don't sin. Be angry. Just don't sin. I am got mad at what God told me to do. Didn't like it. Got mad. But I did it. You remember when Abraham got mad? Hey, God. Start getting upset. But he did what God told him to do. And some of us, as clean as we are tonight, we didn't have a problem with what God told us to do. But we still did it. And sometimes we have a problem with how God doing something for one person and we feel like he should be doing it for you too. Like he'll respect the person. No. God just being God. So we need to just get over our little hang-up, little man spell or whatever it is, and just obey God. How many understand it? Lord have mercy. I better stay right here for a minute. Help me read the first part of this verse again. Ready? We're still in Proverbs 13 and 18. Let's read that first clause. Ready? Read. Yeah, you ignore it. You ignore it. You you walk out on the preacher. But see, the preacher ain't your problem. Is is who told the preacher to say it? Woo, Lordy! Let's look at the latter part of this verse. Look at the latter part. But he who regards a rebuke will be honored. Now, he doesn't use stronger language. He done went from correction to a rebuke. 
where you just flat out told what you need to do. A rebuke is something that, in my experience, has a tendency to make folk mad. What about your experience? Is that right? But notice what he says. If you receive the rebuke, you're going to be honored. Honored equates rewarded or blessed. When you are rebuked by God and you adhere or do what God is telling you to do, he's going to honor you. He's going to bless you for it. Ain't that wonderful? Because I don't know about you. I, I don't want to be on a path of poverty. If I'm in an unproductive place, I want to do whatever the Lord will have me do to get off of it because I want to be productive in every aspect of my life. And sometimes you can have, have a, a poverty mentality. Now let me explain that. You, you can think because your parents were not productive. The apple don't fall far from the tree, as they say. No, you, you got you to disregard all that. You have to be to the point to where you're not going to have a mentality of a person that's on a path of poverty. No, you got to have the mindset while you struggling on that path that you're going to be productive in every aspect of your life. You, you have to have that type mindset that where you are right now, if, if it's not what God wants you to be, you're not going to stay there. Well, I kind of believe if I wasn't here, God wouldn't want me here. Well, you don't know your scripture. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I have come that you might have life and that more Abundant. But even before the New Testament, the Lord told Moses to tell Israel, who at the time were on a path of poverty. They didn't have a pot to twill on when Moses told them, look, God wants you to be the head, not the tail, to live above only and never beneath. They didn't have, they didn't have no house. They didn't have no land. They didn't even have a job. But God told them what he wanted for them before they had all the particular things that he later on blessed them with. How many believe God is your source? If you do what God will have you do, God going to make sure you prosper in every aspect of your life. Now see, if you fight teaching like this, that means you have a mindset of poverty. You don't believe you can be productive in every aspect of your life. You don't believe John 10, 10. You don't believe 3 John 2, where John decreed, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul does prosper. There was a preacher for years that said, look, that verse was not, is not for everybody in the church. It was just for that person who John was talking to. How in the world was it just for that person if God allowed it to become a part of his word. God is his word. 
and God changes not Malachi 3 and 6. So he may have used John to speak that to somebody, but because it's Bible, it's for me. Say to your neighbor, and I, I know what Jesus said. What did he say? He said to the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, you hold it on, but by how many? How many? How many? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You got to know the word. You got to know that what God may have said to Paul as a promise was bigger than Paul. That same promise is for you. Of course, Paul understood it. That's the reason he penned in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. All of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. Say to your neighbor, if you're on that path of poverty right now, I got one question for you. You going to stay on it or you going to get off of it? Well, it feel like home. Now, you, you're messing up. You're messing up. It don't need to be feeling like no home on that path. You need to have, you need to have a testimony of, of the old saying, God is not through with me yet. I'm not where I desire to be, but I show ain't where I used to be. You got to know that God wants you productive in every aspect of your life. You got to know that he came that you might have life and have it more abundant. You got to know that God is the one that can bless you good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. You got to know that God would do what eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has entered into the heart of folk. You got to know it when you are on the path of poverty. Never call what you're going through your end just because you're in a trial or in trouble. Ooh, you better tell somebody it ain't over until God says it's over. Let's go back to uh, Proverbs 28 and 19 and let, let's deal with that first part. We done talked about poverty long enough. First part of Proverbs 28 and 19. He who tills his land will have plenty of bread. Means you're going to be productive if you till. Primitive root of teal is to strive or be diligent when it comes to fulfilling something. Yeah. And see, you, you got to tie teal into scriptures like Hebrews 11 and 6. If tilling means that, that you, you are a diligent person and, and you are striving to get something, you got to know when God sees stuff like that, he'll drop something on you. Why is that? God rewards folk that diligently seek him. 
But let's take it a little further. Let's go to Proverbs 21 and see a little something, something. Let's go to Proverbs 21 and see a little something, something. Why you on your way to ask your neighbor, you ready to see a little something, something? Notice Proverbs 21 and 5, how it's in line with Proverbs 28, 19, that first clause. Look at what it says here. Matter of fact, I want you to read it on one. One read. Lead what? That means it's a promise. Lead what? To what? Good. God from Zion. So you mean, Walker, I don't have to make $32 an hour to have plenty. The man will tell you that's what you need to do. But see, God is a supplier. You got to know that about God, that he is a supplier. Paul knew it. That's mean he, he told a church that was struggling but still wanted to give. Or be a blessing to him. He said my God. Shall. What Paul? Supply. What? All your. All of them. Spiritual. Mental. Financial. Paul understood that God was not limited to spiritual things. He was able to supply all needs. Well, he had to pick that up from what Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 33. When he sensed that his disciples were worried about uh, what they didn't have. And he told them, say, look, y'all need to just stop worrying about that. This is what you need to do. Seek first the kingdom of God. Is that diligence? And all his righteousness. Then he turned around and said, and these things. Things. This is a thing, something you can touch. These things shall be added to you. Seek his kingdom and watch him give you some tangible stuff. Seek his kingdom first. Put him first and watch him give you some tangible stuff. Watch him do for you what he did for Moses. Gave Moses tents of stuff while they were in the wilderness. Then wait till they got into promised land. He started blessing Moses in the wilderness with tents and stuff. Then, then it went from Moses to other folk in the camp. And for long, everybody were receiving miracles in the wilderness. You can be on that path of poverty, but, but, but why you're on that path, God can just send you little miracles letting you know, look, this, this is just a temporary situation with you. You coming off that path, and once you come off that path, you ain't going to have to never worry about getting on it again. Some of y'all that like y'all don't like this type teaching. No, quit clapping for a minute and just ask somebody, is Walker Bible? I ain't trying to make you happy. This is Bible. Look at this right here. This, this is so powerful. But this is for us. This is for us right here. 
Proverbs 21 and 5 again. The plans of the diligent lead. Surely. To plenty. Old country word for plenty. Having a lot. Running out of room around there. Why? Got a lot. Don't seem like you got nowhere to put that old car you got here. No, I done ran out of room. I got a lot. So you're taking your clothes upstairs now. What, what done happened with your closet downstairs? Well, I'm running out of room. Got a lot. Say to your neighbor, you got to understand what plenty means. And understand that that's just part of what God does. See, see, you got to understand God talk like Luke 6 and 38. God will cause folks to give unto you or he will give to you himself. Good, yeah. press, yeah. shaken, yeah. and running. Oh. Say to your neighbor, that's God talk. Yeah. You hear these folks trying to be deep. I ain't into all that material stuff. Well, God is. God is. God, God is. God created this material stuff that you see. It was God that caused the, the animals to come into being. It was God that wanted to make sure that his priests were clothed in particular things. It was God that wanted to make sure that his children left Egypt, which was a nice land, but take them to a nicer land that God described as a land flowing with milk and honey. A land of plenty. A land that had a lot. That was his will. That was his will. But he wanted them to get it the right way. See, you can have plenty, but, but you don't want to get plenty the wrong way. You don't want to have the crook, lie, steal, because you'll be looking behind your back. Or looking over your shoulder. And then if you do crooked, biblically speaking, you reap what you sow. But if you do it God's way, if you just trust God to do what he promised, he'll do what them eyes have not seen, won't he? See, some of us already know it. Oh, you, you're a little sedated now. You try, you try to... Act like you done always had certain things now because he done bless you. But if the truth be told, you ain't always been where you've been. I know I had. But see, some folk get a little something, then try to be sedated. Know they wear nice shoes. Somebody come in on this shoe. Oh, they, this ain't that right. Well, take them off and give them to somebody then. Take them off. Give them to somebody. There ain't nothing. Take them off. This money don't mean nothing. Give it to me then. If it don't mean nothing, give it to me. Give me all of it. Go to your bank. Take all of it out. Give it to me. It means something to me. It means something to God. God used Solomon to tell us money answers what? All things. You just don't need to love it. Because if you love it, you're a crook. You're a cheat. You're a lie. You're a steal. 
Just need to use it so it can answer some things. I want a car. Let money answer that. Oh, I like this house. Let money answer that. Lord, I need some money so I can answer. I mean, understand, we don't need to be on that path of poverty, do we? No. We need to be on that path where our diligence leads to plenty. Amen? I'm done. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.